This is KEXU 96.1 FMLP Poe People's Revolutionary Radio This is JV and you're listening to Free Aslan Today I have a special guest Lupe Luhan of KKUP FM uh, Thank you Lupe for being on Free Aslan Well thank you for inviting me Absolutely. And, um, you know, I've been on your show before. I, I listened to it, and then I've also been on your show. And, you know, uh, I, I love KKUP's, um, you know, the how they, you know, they have a lot of programs um, that are RASA-oriented, and that's a very good thing. Very hard to find stations today, um, you know, that are aimed at... Um, you know, at, at brown listeners. I mean, there, there's, I don't know how else to put it, but it's it's very difficult. So, you know, um, first of all, I just want to ask, what's the name of your show? Tell the listeners, what is the name of your show on KKUP? Well, I do uh, the, the Barrio Nuevo. Uh, we have the Barrio Nuevo, and we also have Alma Latina. And uh, the Barrio Nuevo is usually um, at 9 a.m., uh, every Saturday, and my show comes on every third Saturday. Uh, if I'm not preempted by a marathon, uh, and a marathon is uh, either from one of the other departments or one of our departments, and uh, it's a it's a fundraising time during the marathons. So, yeah. Mm, okay, mm-hmm. that's good. And and you know, radio. Now, especially today, you know, they have the Internet. They have, um, you know, all this other stuff going on, the television, movies, and all of this stuff. But radio, um, you know, that's something that a lot of people, you know, they don't realize the power of radio and, and media in general. But, you know, I'm I'm curious, and probably the listeners are curious, how did you start on radio? Well, um, I started, um, my husband, uh, he was there at KKUP uh, since about 1974, and I think the station um, got its start in 72 in Cupertino uh, in a house. And um, so he was there uh, for, I believe it was more like 35 years or or something like that. And... um, and so um, he trained me and a couple other ladies. Uh, he thought, you know, um, there should be some women because <laughs> there was nothing but guys there wow. in the uh, Latin department. And yeah. uh, and that's wow. uh, that's our group is the Latin department there at KKUP, and, and I'm part of that group. And so, um, yeah, so he, he trained me, and that's how, um, that's how I got my start. Um, on radio, and um, and I've been there like uh, I think uh, probably seven years, maybe mm-hmm. wow. something like that. Yeah, long time. Yeah, but uh, you know, I used to do the show with him uh, as a trainee, mm-hmm. and um, and then um, now I've got my own show, um, my own slot, and um, like I said, every third. Uh, Saturday from 9 a.m. until about 11.45. Mm-hmm. And um, and so, you know, I have guests and um, music and mm-hmm. um, all kinds of stuff like that. You know, it's Chicano-oriented, and yeah, that's absolutely. that's my Beautiful. thing. Yeah. Good. Good. And, right. and, and you mentioned the women. There was not a lot of women in radio at the time. And so from that point till today... Have you seen, is there more women, in your opinion, on, um, you know, on public radio, independent radio, um, anything besides, um, you know, big corporate radio? You know, um, I think there's always, you know, we can use more women on radio. Um, 
I really don't well, know. Women hold up half the sky, yeah, right? That's right. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Right. So uh, we need yeah. to uh, hold up the um, the radio waves, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, well, I can only speak for uh, KKUP right now, and um, we can use more women, you know. Uh, and the majority is men. And mm. so uh, in the Latin department, uh, there's more men. Um mm. And only three, only three, three and a half women. <laughs> Not surprising. Mm-hmm. No. I'm saying three and a half because <laughs> my other compañera on the radio um, is um, is is not on right now. So mm. there's only two ladies right now. So mm. anyway, yeah, we always need more ladies. Mm. Great. Well, I I would agree with that, but um, <laughs> I would also say that um, you know you mentioned the Latin department. Let me let me ask you. You know, if we didn't have these programs, if we didn't have uh, Raza radio programs, um, um, stations or programs aimed aimed at the Raza, um, what would happen? Um, what do you think would happen if Raza had no programs, no radio programs? How would that affect our community? Well, it would affect it greatly because uh, there's no Raza news, right? Uh, and one thing about radio is, uh, you know, it's about entertainment, yes, and information, news, you know, anything uh, along those lines. Um, and uh, anything that's impacting our communities, you know, can be heard on radio. So uh, it's very important uh, that our gente um, has, uh, you know, uh, somewhere to, you know, go and turn on the radio and, and uh, you know, listen to whatever's uh, happening or uh, news and views or anything like that having, you know, to do with um, our gente, our raza. I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I, I agree. I think, you know, that if we don't have a voice in anything, any uh, in any situation, then we're basically ceding territory uh, to the enemy for the enemy's voice to um, attempt to translate what's occurring to us and our people and our communities by somebody who's not us, not in our communities. Um, And that's a recipe for disaster because um, anytime our history has been written by anybody but ourselves, um, it has always been untrue. And um, that's why it's very important as well. I, I agree that we have to have our voice in our own platforms. And, and that way, when news does occur, we can explain to the people what's going on um, and what's really going on, not what they want us to know or what they want us to believe. And um, our community can be informed with truth instead of, um, you know, um, the side of the, uh, you know, uh, a predatory viewpoint or whatever. You know, it's important we have to know what's going on from our own community. And and, and I think this is what's important um, for programs like uh, Free Aslan or like your program as well. It's it's very, very important. And um, You're absolutely right, uh, Joey. Uh, we have to tell our stories. Um, otherwise, somebody else is going to tell them for us, right? And they may not be accurate. And so, um, no, absolutely, um, we need our own airwaves, um, our own station, our own time on, on radio, and um, for that purpose, to uh, find out what's happening in our communities. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and what you... Just to speak on what you were um, describing with KKUP and how it began, it, it reminds me in, in a small way as far as how it began in, 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 in a small place, just people coming together. It's kind of what happened here at KEXU with Poor Magazine uh, created this um, station. It's it's um, And, you know, just to think um, of how many years um, KEXU Ninety-six point one FM will be here. Is 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 incredible, you know. Yeah. And you you, yeah. It's yeah, it's a powerful radio. medium, mm-hmm. and um, I understand radio. You know, um, 
and um, you know different points in my life I had to rely on radio uh, without any TV or anything sometimes I was in a remote area and all we had was radio and I would listen to it and I would you know I particularly like the the news radios but <laughs> even though a lot of them were just garbage you know just um, spewing out stuff I didn't but it wasn't um, really the information that they were um, you know they were um, sending out it was the whole process I, I was you know understanding the process of radio and how media is very powerful media is a weapon and it's a very powerful weapon but it could be used by you know it, whoever wields it so it's important that you know um, oppressed people and particularly brown uh, black people First Nations people, um, you know, um, you know, use their voice on radio. It's a very powerful thing. I, I think that, you know, it, it teaches people. It's a teaching tool, um, education. It's an organizing tool. Um, it's a mobilizing tool. And, you know, it depends how you use it. It's very, very powerful. So let me ask. Um, well, you're absolutely right about that. Um like, um, there's people in remote areas, you know, like you mentioned, you know, our First Nations, the Native American. Mm. Uh, sometimes they live way out, you know, and there's no access to maybe television or uh, Internet. Mm. And um, I, I, I believe radio is one thing that they can turn on, you know, because yes. uh, what the radio waves are free. Yes. So, um, well, so far. <laughs> I know, yeah, so far. Selling until, everything. Until somebody, uh, yeah, takes them over or something. Uh, but, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, radio is very important. Uh, and, um, and, and and it is mobile because, like, you know, you could stream mm. uh, if you have your phone. Uh, you can listen to radio and, and mm. you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah. it is very important. Uh, yeah. So, you could even listen yeah. to music. And, and on that note, we're going to be taking a short break, uh, listen to some some music, and um, so just kick back and relax, and uh, we'll be speaking again very soon. This is JV. You're listening to Free Aslan, 96.1 FMLP, KEXU, Poe People's Revolutionary Radio. And we'll be back in just a moment. And remember... Uh, if anybody wants to donate to KEXU 96.1 FM, go to poormagazine.org and um, keep this uh, and other programs like this running. Yeah. 
and we're waiting for you on Free Aslan. This is JV, and you're listening to 96.1 FMLP, Paul People's Revolutionary Radio. And I'm back with uh, my special guest, Lupe Lujan. Uh, welcome once again, Lupe. Thank you for coming to Free Aslan. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And Great show here. Well, thank you, Lupe. Thank you. And, um, you know, I'm learning from you. You're... you're, you're Great teacher, maestra, <laughs> and uh, you know you you know you've helped uh, and you continue to help and and give me um, you know uh, direction on certain things and I appreciate that. Thank you, uh, taking time out of your day to do so. Absolutely, but, and you don't need too much direction. You got it. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. Well, that's yeah. that's very kind. But we you know I always need direction. But let me. Uh, let me just ask you this question. Uh, you know, you know, when we talk about media and stuff, uh, you know, you talked a little bit how, you know, you saw women before there was not that many women, and then now there's more women, but there has to be even more, uh, which I agree. Um, but what do you see in the future for Rasa Media? Will it grow? What? How it would develop? What do you see in the future of media? Since you've been, you know, involved in media for um, uh, for 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 a while now. Well, um, it's. I think it's a huge thing, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's wide open. Um, and uh, another thing too that I've learned uh, just playing music is that. You know, Latin music, uh, it's one of the highest, you know, grossing uh, and, and popular uh, music, you know, uh, here in the United States. Worldwide. Worldwide, right? yeah, 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 absolutely. Uh, you know, in parts of Africa, they, they, they have a, a Latin, I guess, I don't know if it's uh, Portuguese and Spanish, uh, you know, influence. So, Afro-Latin uh -huh. or something. Yeah. Well, we have Afro-Latin here, too, in... in uh, here in this continent, you know, in the Caribbean, mm. and, um, and 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 in and Mexico also, mm. you know, uh, the the uh, African influence. But um, yeah, uh, and I hear Japan, you know, really likes <laughs> low writing music, and, they and they're do, into the they low writer scene, you know. Chicano culture over there. Yeah, it's they crazy. love it. I, you know, it's a beautiful thing. So. Um, yeah, no, I I think it's definitely going to. Uh, it's a big thing. It's it's gonna it's gonna stay. It's not going anywhere. You know, I mean, um, it, it uh, it's it's from here. You know, it's ours, and um, it's um, it's gonna grow. So yeah. I don't see it. You know, like uh, disappearing or or, no. or something like that. Not at all. No. Mm -hmm. No. You know, like just like with books. You know, people are saying. When all this computer stuff, technology came out, and you know, um, you know when, uh, you know, books are gonna disappear. Nobody wants books no more. Nobody buys books. Nobody, but you know that's um, vinyl. Vinyl. Well, Vinyl's that's a little bit. <laughs> that is, they do spinning. You know, they you know, they got spinning. Um, you know, shows and stuff like that. And 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 uh, I just went to one a while back, uh, about a month or two ago. But no, they they still. But yeah, books and media is very important. I, I agree with you. It's going to continue to develop, just as our people and in all nations develop. You know that's something that you can't stop. Uh, the development. Um, you know something's either going to, um, you know, regress or or transgress. You know it's going to either self-destruct. Or continue to evolve, and 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 um, and our people are, are growing. Our people are not uh, shrinking. You know, our populations are growing. Rasa populations are the highest growth spurts in these. You know, within these false U.S. borders. Mm -hmm. You know, Rasa. Um, you know, so you know the populations continue to grow. Um, you know, the Chicano Nation continues to to grow and to develop and and I see that with media as well you know our media is going to continue to transform and change in ways that we don't we can't even um understand right now so it's a beautiful thing very exciting thing to see it uh continue to evolve and and we can continue to 
contribute to it and be a part of it in as long as we could. But um, and music evolves all the time, so it's not going anywhere. You oh know? no. Um, you know, there's different blends, like I mentioned earlier. You know, just the Afro and um, and, and all kinds of blends that you know people create. You know, uh, Tejano music, yeah. and they got this. Um, they got all kinds of stuff always, always coming out new. And even um, with uh, you know technical, you know. Uh, oh, technology. Uh, technology, uh, you know. Uh, yeah. With all that uh, instruments, uh, right. you know, that are not real instruments. Mm. And so uh, I'm not too crazy about that. <laughs> I like real instruments. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I agree. No, yeah, it's going to continue to evolve. And But let me ask you, you know, we're talking about your show. Let me ask you, um, what you know, your upcoming show. What, what's your upcoming show, your next show going to be about anyway? Um. Well, my upcoming show in March, that's when I'm, I'm going to be on because uh, I was going to be on this month, but I got preempted. Uh, so I'll be doing my show in March. Uh, and um, I'm going to be talking to um, a couple of, uh, actually like, you know, several uh, people uh, that are into the low writing uh, scene. Mm. Uh, also, uh, uh, they're trying to develop a... Um, a lowrider council up in wow. San Jose. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And so um, I'll be talking to Dave Polanco. Uh, oh. he, he wants to get that off the ground. Mm -hmm. And um, also um, uh, another person who uh, does lowrider films, uh, and that's, um, oh, gosh. Uh, okay, his last name is, oh, Daniel. Daniel Osorio. Mm. And uh, also Steven Martinez uh, mm. from Visions. Uh, I believe he does photography and stuff like that, low mm. writing, you know, uh, mm. and, and other stuff, I think. I, I'm not real sure. I'll find out uh, as, uh, you know, it gets closer. Yeah, it gets closer. But, uh, yeah, and it, uh, it's going to deal with low writing because, uh, you know, there's an exhibit at uh, the uh, San Jose State uh, MLK. The oh, Martin yeah. Luther King Library. Yes. And um, that's uh, a lowrider exhibit. Wow. And, yeah, the right. history of uh, the San Jose, what is it, the San Jose history of lowriding. Wow. And so. Um, and a lot of the lowriding started right here, too, in, in San Jose. It has a lot of deep history in, 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 in San Jose. And, right. and, you know, lowrider, the lowriding culture is Chicano culture. And, yes. you know, it originated here. Um, and you don't, you know, it didn't originate anywhere else in the world, and it originated um, within the Chicano Nation, and that's another, um, you know, it's another sign that we did develop as a nation, and you know, there can't be a nation without a culture, and you know, the lowriding scene is part of Chicano culture, and you know, um, so it's a beautiful thing to see it, um, you know, not that nobody wants. Um, recognition from you know the state or the city or whatever but just to see the people themselves organize and whether they're getting this certificate or this um you know this uh um license or whatever from this um building or that building that doesn't matter but it's that the people um the important thing is the people see uh low riding culture as as an important thing in order to organize around it and to um, continue to promote it. And this is going to be able to uh, promote it on a larger scale. And so that's a beautiful thing. And I love lowrider. I love going to the you know, lowrider car shows and, you know, yeah. eat and, and, you know, listen to music. And then they have Dansantes there and you see the nice cars and, you know, people having I, fun. It's I grew up wonderful. With low riders, you know, uh, oh. in the family, you know, and and uh, all over. So I, did you, I didn't know did there was any other to, kind of. Did you, you know, used cars. to? Okay, so where did you used to cruise, Lupe Luhan? <laughs> where were you cruising at? Huh? Astorian well, King, or, or uh, was it? Yeah, I did some okay. Astorian King. That, oh, that yeah, was, absolutely. My ex husband had a stepside um, truck. Okay. I I don't I can't remember the um you know I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, like, the make and model. And well, I know it's a Chevy, but I don't okay. know uh, what. What year and all what that? 
model or so so let me ask for the listeners so on a typical saturday night uh people could find uh lupe lujan uh back in the days cruising (laughs) (laughs) absolutely oh good wow okay 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 Good. We used to pile up in, you know, wow. like, a, what, like a 53 Chevy or oh, something like okay. that. Me and my, you know. Yeah, your uh, friends and camaradas. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good. Yeah. Well, good. That's good to hear. And, 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 and you know, the thing about low ride, the, you know, cruising and all this is, you let know. Me, let me tell you this. Yeah. Funny story, okay? Because uh, I grew up, uh, where I grew up, uh, it was uh, the driver was made out of dirt and so when it um and and several families lived there on that you know uh, that long driveway yeah it was a dirt and when it rained it got all muddy Mm. but anyway uh the next door neighbor guy uh manuel calderon uh he had a i don't know 50 something uh chevy something like a 50 what 57 or something like that yeah yeah. and um and so anyway he he gave me a ride one day right And, and underneath the, the dash or somewhere, uh, he had, like, this um, 45 player, 45, okay. you know, the 45s. Yeah, the, the yeah. records. So, yeah. it was, I don't know, it was, like, a new thing or something that you play those 45s. Wow. And, and, and so, anyway, we were going down the driveway, and yeah. it sounded like a bunch of cats because it kept, <laughs> you know, kept moving and all that, all bumpy. <laughs> Oh so God. that's what I remember wow. about him giving me a ride in his 57 wow. Chevy. Yeah. Oh, anyway, nice. yeah. So that's, go ahead. That's nice. No, I, I, I was going to say that, uh, you know, the police tried to, you know, criminalize uh, yeah. low riding, cruising, and, you know, they block off the streets and they force people to, you know, they can't do it, they can't do this, they can't do that. And, you know, um, but they'll allow, uh, you know, a parade of Klansmen uh, to walk down the street and, and, and stuff like that. But they won't let our people, uh, you know, um, cruise around in their cars and stuff on, 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 on a weekend. So, you know, it just it just shows that, you know, um, even when we're doing something positive, um, this is how our culture is, is, is treated. It's, is basically criminalized. And to do that, they're criminalizing a culture because, um, you can't blame one or two fights or even something else on a violent episode on cruising as a whole. Just like if that was the case, you know, they would ban, um, you know, hot rods on the streets, you know, they would ban, um, you know, um, the, 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 the Rodeo, the Cowboy, uh, uh, you know, parade, or they would uh, ban the 4th of July parade or whatever because there's always going to be um, acts um, that, that, you know, you can't blame on a whole um, situation, you know, um, isolated incidents is what they are. So, you know, they blame these isolated incidents and they use it um, as... Um, you know, as an excuse to ban, um, criminalize our culture. And, you know, our, our cultura is not criminal. And, you know, um, you know, and, and so when our people attempt to uh, hold on to our culture, this is what happens um, because in reality, you know, our, our culture is frowned upon in, uh, in, in this society. And, and, and that's just the facts. It's frowned upon. And it always has been uh, since, you know, the day that... Um, you know, um, this land um, no longer be- belonged to to Mexico and, and was taken. So this is something that we've been dealing with um, for many years and we continue to struggle against. But it's good to hear, uh, you know, people like um, who are attempting to get the Lowrider Council off the ground um, because what it's doing is preserving our culture. It's uh, adding layers of protection so that our cultura can continue to thrive into the next generation. But um, I wanted to ask, um, you know, I know you're an artist, um, you know, and, and I'm an artist as well. You know, that's yeah, a good thing. Good you know, yeah. well, thank you. You're very, very good as well. Um, so, you know, I wanted to ask you, though, how has how has art, helped uh in your media how how has it come into play um in what you do on the radio 
Well, just being an artist, um, you know, um, I can... Um, I, what kind of artist, uh, by the way, what kind of art do you like? <laughs> well, I got my, um, my BA at San Jose State uh, wow. in the fine arts. Wow. Um, and um, I like all kinds of stuff, not just the fine arts. Um, mm. But, um, yeah, so I, um, I don't know. I like drawing and mm. painting. And what I, kind of what kind of uh, medium do you use? Pencils, pens, um, what pastels? Everything. everything. Wow. I, I don't set a limit on mixed myself. media. Yeah, mm. uh huh. Whatever I feel, and mm. that's that's how I do my work. Is you know, uh, uh, when I get a feeling that you know of something that I want to do, and and that's how I work. What kind of art are you working on now? Are you working on any? Um, picture drawing yeah or? I am I'm, I'm working on two uh, drawings right now mm. and um, I like to um, I like to put our culture out there you mm. know because uh, you know our culture has so much and I'm Absolutely. talking about our native you know roots Indigenous, uh, yes. yeah the first people um, and there is so much that we can you know take from you know starting from Alaska Canada all the way to, you know, the tip of South America, each mm. tribe and, you know, each group or whatever of Native people, uh, and especially, you know, in Mesoamerica and, you know, all that, uh, there's so much. Uh, they're all different, you know, designs and pottery and sculpture and you name it, you know, mm. textiles. We got How about everything the pottery in here. Oaxaca. We don't have to look anywhere else. Have you seen the pottery in Oaxaca, the black potteries? Um, yes, Beautiful. I have, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh -huh. yeah. people come from all over the world to take that pottery. This yeah. is, you know, our, our, you know, our people and ancestors and people of this continent have a rich history, and that's why um, that's the main reason why this continent was. Uh, first invaded and, and resources taken, gold, etc., and sent to and uh, yeah, sent to Europe oh, because oh, we just yeah. come from a yeah. very very rich cultura um, and history, and 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 we continue to even though we might not have it financially, our peoples of this continent, even those amongst the poorest countries, nations, and clans, continue to be of the richest culturas, um, and that's why. Um, you know, um, this continent is is wanted so much. It's it's you know it's um, and you know people come from um from from Europe and have you know just you know they seen the the riches here in in culture and history and you know the the beautiful um, peoples that that have lived here for so long. Well, I but think it's documented that um you know when the Spanish came to Mexico, mm -hmm. um that they were just marveled by, you know, how well organized the the, the city of Tenochtitlan mm. was, you know. Absolutely. Um, the pyramids, you know, and we have the, mm. it's been established that we have the, what, the largest, the tallest. They know? were also amazed at, at how the, the Mexica and other native peoples uh, showered every day. Yeah, that's right. And the Europeans, they never, they never showered. They didn't like to shower, whatever, powdered wigs and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> no, but they had, you know, they were very, indigenous peoples of this continent were very clean. Yeah. They had canals, you know, they had, um, you know, irrigation. They had stuff for the sewage. They had stuff um, hundreds of years before Paris and London um, ever invented these things. You know, they were more, way more advanced than, you know, what they considered um, at that time to be civilized countries. So, the, you know, people of this continent, indigenous peoples, have been ahead very of the game for, yeah, for a very, long, very long time. Yeah, yeah, you know, astronomy, studied the, the stars, they yeah. knew the constellations. The they did brain surgery, you know, um, operations um, without modern medicine. You know, they, you know, I mean, just so much knowledge and, um, you know, and culture has been accumulated well, on this continent that, you know, um, indigenous people as a whole have, you know, a whole lot to delve into and to, you know, to um, draw from. 
But, we have uh, a lot to be proud of, you know. Absolutely. As a people, you know, as the raza and stuff, yes. or, or, you know, gente or whatever you want to call yourself these days. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. absolutely. We, we have a lot, a lot to be proud of. Um, all right, go ahead. No, so, I was going to ask you, um, um, so have you done uh, any other radio besides, um, you know? No, uh-uh, just, uh, just KKUP. Um, that's where I got trained, and that's where I'm at right now. Mm. Uh, I don't know, maybe I'll come over here, huh? Well, you know, um, <laughs> KEXU, you know, yeah. you know, there's there's a lot of room here. Um you know, there's a lot of room, and you know, um, you know, poor magazines um, always looking for people to come and participate, contribute, and be a part of this um, beautiful place they call uh, homefulness. And you know, there's a lot of um, programs here going on. There's the radio, of course. Um, you know, and um, yeah, I like what tiny. Uh, it's here. amazing what's going on here. I mean, besides the radio, there's. You know, Decolonized Academy, you know, which is a, you know, school, basically. You know, I'm reading her book right now. Oh. Uh, I, what, what, I yeah. the name of it right now, but it, wow. It oh, is, yeah. It's a, it's a, a powerful, powerful story, I mean, right? If you don't know anything about, you know, uh, the homelessness, you know, uh, issue and how it impacts, uh, you know, a person and stuff like that. You got a that's a must read book, you know. Uh, excellent. You excellent reading book, and, yeah. and it's it's a snapshot of what, you know, so many people go through that, you know, many do not have a voice. So we see people on the street and we don't realize that, you know, if you read the book, you're going to learn, you know, how homelessness affects a person, how it affects the family, how it affects them, you know, being criminalized, being abused in many different ways and all of this stuff um, happens all because of poverty. And, um, you know, Tiny is one story, but, you know, you drive down the street and you see somebody after you read that book and you're never going to look at a homeless person the same again because you're going you're gonna to remember that there's so much more than just somebody uh, sleeping on the street. They've gone through so much. Their, you know, their families have gone through stuff because of them. Uh, maybe they are homeless because of their family. I mean, there are just so many different layers of oppression that people go through as homeless and, and poverty-stricken people. So, and this is what this country, you know, they couldn't, you know, care less. Uh, somebody's in poverty. It's, it's, you know, every person for themselves. Pull yourselves up by the bootstraps. If you have money, you eat. And if you don't, you don't eat. And that's how this com- country operates. That's why there's so many thousands or millions that are homeless um, across these um, false U.S. borders. You go to other countries and you don't find homelessness. You know, you don't find, uh, you know, you go to Cuba, you're, there ain't no homeless camps in Cuba. You know, they, yeah, they know they're not perfect and they, you know, got stuff they got to work on. But one thing they do have down is you're not going to see tent cities and homeless people sleeping on the streets in Cuba. You know, you're not going to see that because everybody's entitled to a house in Cuba. Everybody's entitled to an apartment, a place to live. And, um, you know, um, you know, the government in Cuba is there to, you know, help serve the people, you know, as best they could. They're, they're you know, they're struggling financially, but they do the best they could. They don't spend uh, the majority of their revenue, their uh, country's revenue, on weapons and war. They don't do that. What do they do? They spend the uh, majority of revenue on their people, on medical assistance, on education, on um, feeding the people. And that's what a, you know, what a government needs to do. That's what, a, you know, what that's what taking care of the people, serving the people is all about. And, um, you know, even though we don't live in a, a society like that here, um, we could do that on small scales uh, through organizations. And, um, you know, and, and, and that's something that, you know, um, I, I, you know, I feel Poor Magazine is doing on a very small scale. And so, you know, people can do that everywhere they're at. They can do that and find organizations that really serve the people or that are not trying to manipulate and, you know, um, take the resources of the people. I mean, you know, 
it could be done on small scales in, in, in homes, on streets, in apartment complexes, in barrios, and in cities. You know, they could it could be done on small scales and then continue to grow. But, you know, we don't have to wait for, um, you know, the state to do uh, to change because we'll be waiting forever. We we just we do it on our own. We come together with um, like like minded people and organize together and just do it together um, on a small scale. But um, take care of our people, our loved ones, those we struggle with, our comrades and those, um, you know, in our areas and, 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 and continue to grow like that. And that's that's what we have to do at this point. But um, but, you know, to get off get off this topic a little bit, um, you know, um, I was going to do something where um, we turn it around a little bit. We you know, we got a little bit of time left and um, maybe you had a couple of questions for me. You know, I, I always interview people on here and you brought up something um that you would like to ask me a couple of questions on the show if we had time we got a little bit of time maybe um you'd like to um you know interview me for a few minutes and and yeah that sounds like fun okay um, cool yeah um well uh, i'm curious as to how you uh you know happen to get on the radio mm. okay can you tell us well yeah that and it is a very interesting thing you know, um, I met Poor Magazine about, uh, it was about four, no, about four or five years ago, uh, somewhere around there. And, you know, um, I just happened to see something they were promoting. They were um, promoting um, media, revolutionary media, publishing, uh, how to publish, how to do media, uh, how to, um, you know, film and do all this stuff yourself and I thought it was amazing uh, what they were doing and I was reading a newspaper called the San Francisco Bayview newspaper and at the time I was um, doing vacation time you know I was uh, what they call vacation time it was actually uh, uh, it was a captive time you know I was uh, you know I was imprisoned and, and, and you know and I was uh, reading the San Francisco Bay View. I seen this um, ad that they had, and I just thought that was the most beautiful thing in the world um, because at that point, writing was very important to me. Art was very important to me, and I had identified that media um, was a very powerful weapon and tool to educate and to mobilize people. And, and I knew from that point on, I said, this is something I'm going to do, something that I'm, I, I want to do, and I'm going to continue to do it even um, when I get home. So what I did is I contacted Poor Magazine. Uh, you know, I asked them if they had any kind of um, uh, correspondence types um, programs to teach this revolutionary media, um, publishing, etc. cetera. Uh, they, they said they did not. However, they also said that, you know, if I send them articles and artwork, they will publish them online in their online magazine, um, Poor Magazine. So I began to do that and I began to send, you know, articles. I would send them poetry. I would send them artwork. I would send them, uh, you know, book reviews. I would send them um you know, uh, communiques from hunger strikes that were happening uh, there where I was at or whatever was going on. And it I, sounds like you already had communication in your blood, huh? <laughs> I actually did. I, I Well, yeah, I, I did, you know, and that's another story I'll get into okay. later. But that I, I actually did. But, you know, I, I, I knew, and, you know, and then Poor Magazine asked me, you know, um, to be one of their uh, correspondents. Um, you know, um, and they called it the Plantation Prison Port Correspondence, and and I I agreed. I, I I loved Port Magazine from that point on. I seen all the work they were doing. I would read about them in the San Francisco Bayview newspaper, and see them, you know, uh, fighting for homeless people. I would see them, you know, at San Francisco City halls, you know, arguing with the you know bourgeois politicians. 
and trying to, you know, open their eyes on what how they were evicting people and gentrifying the city. All of this stuff I was seeing that they were doing. And, um, you know, I, I just um, kept the correspondence with them and told them once I'm home, I'd like to continue uh, to work with them in some way. I uh, finally got to come and meet them. Um, and, you know, and, 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 you know, as I began to come, uh, and see what the stuff they were doing and, and their events and stuff. Uh, can I just interrupt you a little bit? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, uh, you're a man of many talents. Um, you also Well, do... thank you, Lupe. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, but thank you. Well, for, I mean, you know, writing talents and, you know, communication talents. Well, um, because, um, I also know that, you know, did you write a play? You know, you know what I did. Yeah. I did. I did write a play. I, so I wrote a play called Skeleton Bay, mm-hmm. and you know you can find it on YouTube. Um, you could put in um, Jose H. Villarreal, um, Skeleton Bay, and it should pop up. And it's a play about um, Pelican Bay Shoe and the hunger strike that took place, uh, the one in 2013. And you know it, it is a it's a very interesting play. Um, you know, um, I'm. How did you happen to you know write a play? Oh, uh, now that's interesting. So I was watching a. Or is that a long story? No, it's it's very short. I was watching a show called American Masters on PBS. It had a playwright uh, by the name of August Wilson, mm-hmm. um, black playwright from uh, I believe Philly, somewhere in that area. And he wrote a play about just black street life. And I, I saw it. It, it, it just um, it engaged me and drew me in. And, and because up until then, I hadn't seen a play where um, somebody didn't um, speak uh, English accent or dress up like the Tin Man. You know, I, I never seen any other kind of play. So, you know, plays to me were, you know, of about people that I didn't know and I would never know. I mean, it's just totally, it was totally foreign to me. So when I seen him write a play about black street life, you know, people on the streets, you know, drinking 40s, hanging out, talking, this and... I I just couldn't believe it. It was very powerful, uh, his portrayal of the characters and the dialogue they had uh, to the point where I said, you know what, I'm going to write a play... But you know what? I'm going to write a play about prison because um, I had never seen a play about prison that wasn't religious. You know, so I say, you know what? That This is going to be a good play. And then I, I researched um, as much as I could um, through books. And I wrote a play, sent it to a place called Del Arte International Theater up in Blue Lake, California. And they did a reading of it. And when they did the reading, they filmed it. And then a friend of mine uploaded the the DVD onto YouTube, so now you can check it out on YouTube. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and it's uh, it's Chicano in nature, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, because I know that you know. Well, yeah, it's 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 ba- important. What's well, very important? It should be very important to everybody. It's um you know it's uh, the poem. I mean the play is um you know at the time of the hunger strike in 2013. Pelican Bay Shoe was uh, over 80% Chicano populated. Uh, so for that reason, um, the play is, it is a Chicano play. And the strike, uh, in my opinion, was a Chicano strike of 2013. Because of, if it was 80% Chicano, if none of the Chicanos had the strike, there would be no strike. Or it would not be in the news as it was. So that was definitely a Chicano strike. And um, so the play, I wanted to capture that. I knew it was history. I knew that um, I had to, uh, you know, take a snapshot shot of history and capture it for, for future generations and people to see. So I wrote the play, and um, it's very beautiful. Actually, I'm going to be talking to a group of um, uh, San Jose State students in about a week uh, about um, they're talking about a play on Pelican Bay, and I'm going to go in there and speak to the class and um and so that's going to be very interesting as well. Yes, did you write the play or it's somebody else's play? Uh? The one at San Jose State? Yeah. Um somebody else is writing that play, but you know, I I did um refer them to my play as well. Mm-hmm. 
so you know um hopefully they um see my play and then you know hopefully it can help them uh, are you going to be speaking there you said i'm going to be speaking to a, i'm going to be speaking to a class um i believe it's um february I think February 15th. I got to check for sure. But yeah, Mm -hmm. San Jose State University. And um, it's a a group of students um, involved in theater and stuff. And so... Do you have a website where people can find out information about... I don't, but people can email me at Jose H. Villarreal, V-I-L-L-A-R-R-E-A-L, one... That's just the number, not the word, at gmail.com. Or, you know, you can um, go on uh, Facebook as well. Um, uh, there's a, I have a Facebook. You can either look up um, Aslam Press uh, or you can look up Joey Villarreal on Facebook as well. Um, you could even um, go to poormagazine.org and leave an email or note there or something. So you, you could look for various ways, my email, my Facebook, um, you know, and, and that's where you can um, you can send me a message. And also shows here, uh, you can see them on SoundCloud, right? Yeah, you can also see this, this show. You can listen to it live, of course, if you're in Oakland at 96.1 FM. And if you're not in Oakland, you know, you you um, um, you listen on poormagazine.org slash radio and uh, you could pick it up. And I'm sure you can, um, you know, they, they archive it as well. So you, you can um, find it um, through that that right. avenue. Awesome. Um, so we're almost off, huh? We're almost off. So um so how did you like um, today's show being on Fiaslan, Lupe? I know you're, I have to ask your opinion because, you know, you, you have some experience doing this. And, and, of course, you have experience. And um, so um, have I been a good host to you or? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> good. Yes. Well, very, that's good. Very respectful. Well, you know, very courteous. Well, that's everything. good. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Well, thank no, you. No, no, I okay. love your show. I listen to it all the time. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I listen to yours too. And, and if I, I miss it, I go to SoundCloud. Absolutely. Yeah. And 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 I, I enjoyed being on your show. Mm-hmm. You know, you you um you know, you had a very good show <laughs> and it was very You're a great, uh, you know, guest, yeah. Well, thank You're you. Thank guest, you. Yeah. No, I I I I love it. Well, you have a passion for media, for radio. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have it, and anybody who has it, they understand the importance of it. And, um, you know, yeah, usually people um, work very well together on the radio if, if they both, you know, understand the importance and the right. power that there is yeah, in it. And our mission, mine and yours, you know, being Absolutely. on the airwaves is to, you know, inform and educate, mm. you know, and just let yes. people know what's happening, you know, That's with, uh, it. with our gente. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, no, it's. Uh, thank you very much again for uh, inviting me. You know, I've enjoyed myself, uh, mm. enjoyed talking and being here. Yeah. Well, thank you, Lupe. And that's, you know, and that means a lot. As I said, you know, um, you do good work there, KKUP. Um, I enjoy going on there. And, you know, I, I had a lot of fun and, um, and and doing the interview. And I've been on there a couple of times. I, I, I mm-hmm been on there before as well and and um and you know it's it's always uh been been a pleasure to be there and um well, you're a great guest you know uh, very knowledgeable in in your area of expertise oh well thank you thank you lupe and thank you for that Aslan. you know well i love to read i love to study i love to uh be um in the midst of our people's struggle and in every way, in uh, theoretically and you know otherwise. So it's very important to me to, you know, to know the you know keep what they say keep your finger on the pulse of the people, mm-hmm. and I try to keep my finger on the pulse of the people to know uh, where the current's moving. You know what what direction the current's moving, and in order to you know you can't affect uh, any kind of change if you don't know what to change, where to change, and how to... So I try to keep up on that stuff, and it's, right. you know, it's it's very fulfilling, and I'm very grateful for this. And this is JV. You're listening to K 
EXU FM, Free Aslan, and um, Pole People's Revolutionary Radio. Thank you. You made my fantasy.